I'm Dwight Hicks, and this is Speaking for the Defense. I chose Minnesota and Washington because Adrian Peterson and Kurt Cousins used to play for the Minnesota Vikings. I wanted to see how well they would fare against their former teammates. I mean, everybody wants to win. But with some guys, when you're traded away or released, there's added incentive to want to beat your former team. But what was really nice to see was the way the Minnesota fans greeted Adrian Peterson when he walked into the stadium. They gave him a very warm welcome. Because, you know, some fans could be very cruel. But Adrian Peterson had done so much for the Minnesota Vikings, the fans, and the community. It was refreshing to see the fans remember that. Anyway, it was pretty much of a stalemate defensively. Both teams moved the ball from 20-yard line to 20-yard line. But in the red zone, both defenses stiffened and neither were able to capitalize on their respective field positions. And they traded field goals. Finally, Minnesota was able to put a drive together and Dalvin Cook was able to run one into the end zone from five yards out. But what impressed me the most was the hard running style of Dalvin Cook. I mean, he is a beast. Cook isn't a very big man, but he runs the ball with power, speed, quickness, and he catches the ball well out of the backfield, too. The Vikings really showed me something, albeit Washington's record isn't very impressive. But you know what I always say? Those guys on the other side of the ball, they get paid, too. The Vikings' offensive line was pretty strong all day. And Dalvin Cook, all he needs is a little seam, and he's capable of taking it to the house every time he runs the ball. Well, earlier in the second half, there was a long pass completion to Sheldon Diggs, and Jeremy Reeves, the defensive back for Washington, was on the play, and there was helmet-to-helmet contact. Now, here was a perfect example of a defender trying to avoid helmet-to-helmet contact. And because he was being tentative, he collides with Diggs, there's helmet-to-helmet contact, and Reeves, the defensive player on the play, took the full impact of the collision and is charged with a penalty and has to leave the game for concussion protocol. Now, the contact, even though it was helmet-to-helmet, was not intentional. So why not pick up the flag? The rule changes are stacked in the offense's favor. The officials had to review that play. And after looking at the replay, I say, why not pick it up? It wasn't intentional. It was inadvertent helmet-to-helmet contact. So just pick up the flag. But this is what can happen to a defensive player when you pull up on a tackle. You get hurt. That's why you have to play this game full out. You know, I had the chance to speak to a friend of mine, former teammate, Cedric Hardman. He passed away not too long ago, and he was a San Francisco 49ers sack leader. And I asked him what he thought about some of the rule changes. And he said, as only Cedric Hardman can say, they messing up the game. 
Football is a man's sport. Everybody wants to play, but they can't. And anyone that knows Cedric Hardman, that's classic Cedric. Some people say that football is a contact sport, but I beg to differ. Football is a collision sport. And the NFL and the owners are changing some of the rules to try to make this game safer. But how far do you go to try to make this game safe before it's not football anymore? That's my question. Anyway, Minnesota just dominated the line of scrimmage in the second half. And the 16-9 win was no indication of how bad the Vikings beat the Washington Redskins. But here's a statistic for you. The Minnesota Vikings did not punt the ball once. You heard me. The Vikings did not punt the ball one time. That means Washington did not stop the Vikings' offense all night. And when the Redskins players watch the film of this game, some guys are going to be embarrassed because it seemed to me as if there was a lack of effort during the last few minutes of the game. And I know it's frustrating when a defense knows that the offense is going to run the ball and you can't stop them. I mean, that can be demoralizing. But that's the way an offense can take the heart out of their opponents. And that's exactly what happened to Washington. I'll be keeping my eye on the Minnesota Vikings team. They're second in their division, and they still are in pace that they could win their division. Green Bay's up by one game, but they could make the playoffs as a wild card too. And if they make it to the playoffs, they're going to be tough to beat. On a different subject, I don't understand why Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, played Drew Brees last Sunday, especially with Teddy Bridgewater playing so well. I mean, they have a two-game lead in their division, and Teddy Bridgewater is 5-0 and in Brees' absence. Now, I know Drew Brees wants to get back in the game, but all it takes is a, another freak accident, and you could lose them for the rest of the year. I mean, New Orleans won a close game against the Cardinals, but I don't think it was worth the risk, was worth the reward. New Orleans did not make it to the Super Bowl last year because of bad call by the officials. Why would you risk getting back to NFC Championship game and possibly get into the Super Bowl by putting Drew Brees in before he was truly healthy? Also, Andy Reid. Yeah. Andy Reid was going to play Patrick Mahomes. He was slated to play in week eight, which I found insane. But I guess Andy came to his senses and decided that it wouldn't be prudent. I just felt that it was awful that Reid didn't show more restraint a couple weeks ago when he called a quarterback sneak when Mahomes already had a high ankle sprain 
And in the process of running that quarterback sneak, Mahomes dislocated his knee. Perhaps Andy wouldn't be in this predicament. And Holmes would be almost 100% by now had he not called the quarterback sneak a few weeks ago. Anyway, that's my take on it. I'm Dwight Hicks, speaking for the defense.